So you wanna know how to achieve big goals in life. Well, believe it or not, there is a strategy for this. It's something that was taught to Yanni and I many, many years ago by some uber successful people, and we have employed it in our daily lives to achieve phenomenal success. And we're gonna share it with you now. All that and more coming up. What's up everyone, in case we haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister, I'm one of the co-founders of Unity Gym, that's my brother Yanni Burmeister, the other co-founder, and this is Phil White, our resident physiotherapist. And uh, today we're talking how to achieve big goals. We've been talking about um, success and uh, mindfulness and the way that you can apply, um, you know, the way that you can focus yourself into achieving the goals that you want, and we're gonna go a little bit deeper into it today. I'm also going to reveal, I'm gonna let, let you guys know this now, for those of you that don't stay with us for the whole stream, we have had so many inquiries over the past month from new members telling us that they're here because they want to get more flexible. Well, today is your opportunity. The Mobility Masterclass, our most effective flexibility program, is going live at the end of this show for 72 hours at a massive discount with a bunch of other programs included. 400, about $400 worth of value for 49 US dollars. So if you want to get really flexible, get that program. Yeah, absolutely. Are, are, are we too zoomed in, Richie? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've just noticed that. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Cutting out my, yeah. cutting out my ear. Yeah. You're cutting out my my new quarantine haircut. Oh man! I, uh, <laughs> no. I, Poor Phil. I had to go at my uh, myself with the the razor. The other, like, I mean, with the electric razor. The, the other electric day, razor. And, um, those clippers. Oh, yeah, no. clippers. That's what I was looking yeah, yeah. for. But man, it I was, just yeah. You got a bit of a Kramer yeah, hair. Yeah, it was there, like cause <laughs> I figured out how to do these bits, kind of, but I haven't figured out how to deal with this at all. So like. <laughs> By the end of this, it's just going to be like, It's going to be you know, full Kramer. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. Right, before we get started, you're not just the uh, resident physiotherapist around here anymore. You're now the founder of Switched On Physio. Yeah. Talk I kind of officially launched my uh, new branding business, getting away from my name. Um, yeah, and it's pretty exciting. I put up my the new website, so if you haven't checked it out, it's switchedon.physio. Um, and I put a little blog about why I've called it that. Um, and yeah, it's really, it's exciting. Like it's a kind of start of this new, um, I guess, part of my my physio life where I'm really hoping to, um, yeah, start to build something cool with you guys. And, um, and there's some big stuff on the horizon. We were just talking about it this morning. I don't know how much I can give away just yet. But, yeah, no, uh, it's been a big week for... Uh, yeah, exciting plans in the future and um, been working, uh, been talking with uh, one of the people I used to work with at the Giants quite a lot about uh, potentially doing some collaboration in exercise programming and rehab programs online. Just, so. just quickly, the Giants uh, Phil's referring to is a an AFL, Australian Football League um, team. They are one of the, I guess you can almost say the top teams now in the league. They're yeah, they're right the up there. Four. I keep on injuring themselves though, so maybe not a good sign for my program. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to have a lot of data that's the yeah, good thing exactly have plenty but of data um, for those around um, the world watching Australia is a bit unique in regard to the fact that we have three different football codes we have the NRL National Rugby League we have the uh, Australian Football League AFL and we have the um, what's the I other one the, the, union. Union. the union yeah not even talking about Stra soccer ARU, Australian Rugby Union yeah and but then, and then we've got soccer. What, yeah, yeah, what like only the, the biggest sport in the world. Yeah, what do they call that? <laughs> what do they call that in Australia though? What's it called? Soccer. The A League. They call it. They call a -League. it. Oh, the A League. A -League. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So you know, AFL is. Um, uh, I guess they're all kind of as big as each other now, but the, the I, I'd say more, more, there's more money in AFL than definitely. there is in NRL. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Probably in ARU as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I've, I've worked the more with elite. my massage work. I've worked with um, rugby union teams and rugby 
league teams in, in AFL. And when I first went to the AFL uh, team headquarters, I was like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is it's, it's this like is it, I would <laughs> I would call it the NFL of Australia. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And so it's um, a big deal. It's kind of a big deal what we're talking about here. Well, yeah. it's a huge deal because if we go back seven years ago, um, you know, you were a, a massage therapist uh, studying exercise and sports science. And yeah. Um, how old would you have been back then? Uh, well, I'm yeah, just just coming up to thirty now. Just so back when I met you guys, I was 22, 23. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, now fully fledged physio and uh, yeah. founder of of a business and uh, working yeah, with us. So. It's, it's been a, it's been a goal on the back bench for Yanni and me for a long time. We um, we said to, I think we said to you sort of in. Um, you know, like in a in a funny way, years ago, one day yeah. we're going to be working with yeah. you, and you're like, oh yeah, whatever, yeah. we'll see. You know, yeah. <laughs> mate, I've had a, uh, it's, all, it's all part Here of the plan. The plan is unfolding perfectly. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just say, yeah, so exciting <laughs> stuff. And then yesterday, I had my, um, I do uh, um, every two weeks. I work with one of Australia's top physios. who's been an Olympian physio for thirty years, and did a really good session with her. And then um, she was talking about how she's excited to like potentially collaborate in some things in the future as well. So it's just one of those weeks where it's like. All this kind of stuff I've been doing over the years has just really come together nicely, and uh, hmm. future's looking exciting. Oh, so it's good, doesn't it? When the yeah. pieces of the puzzle now start to click, do the work, eh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, let's. Um, I'm going to dive into the topic of today, and Before I'm going to do. Sorry, just one last thing about this week as well has been I've started doing a little show at 3 p.m. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Um, and for those who did tune in, thank you. Uh, thank you for your patience. I, I did one without sound for a little while, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really appreciating you those all the teething uh, problems of really live streaming. Uh, yeah. Really appreciating how just solid Rich is with uh, making this happen every day. So, um, yeah, bear with me. I'm going to like keep on working at making that better. So, um, And I really lo love to hear from you guys about what you think would be useful to know. The plan is that I'll just do really trying to keep it quite concise about giving you just like uh, kind of a 10 minutes on one really important factor about how to avoid having to see a physio, how to avoid having to get um, getting injured. Um, I'm going to try and get like a little presentation going with that and then opening up to like, you know, 10 minutes of questions as well. So pretty succinct. Um, but yeah, really looking to get sort of good general principle questions, not specific, um, you know, physio treatments for you, but uh, good information that can just help you really become your own physio. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. So. What we're talking about today, how, how do you achieve big goals in life? It is something that so many people, you know, set goals and never achieve them. Can you relate? Can you let us know in the comments if you ever set a goal and, uh, and not achieved it? Um, or even let us know about a time that you did set a goal and achieve it. I can definitely tell you that I spent the majority of my life setting goals and not achieving them until we started to learn how to act and how to create a, a map for success. And I'm just going to lead into it and then Yanni can um, take over uh, or, or follow on. What the, the first thing that we've done, for those of you that aren't aware, we've set a 30-day challenge, which is now over, which the idea was to build a, a solid morning routine. If it's you, not over. It's never over. No, no, no. It's well, the challenge finished. is over, but yeah. I'm, I'm leading the 30 into 30 days is finished. The 30 yeah. days is finished. If you, <laughs> I'm leading into that, Yanni. If you haven't started the 30-day challenge, now is the time to do it. You know, this is Friday, this weekend. A weekend should be a, a time for reflection on what you achieved this week and preparation for what you're going to achieve next week. I think that's a really important thing to understand. You shouldn't be using the weekends as a time to just completely switch off from everything and then you get up on Monday morning and think, okay, what have I got to achieve this week? So 
if you haven't done so, start the 30-day challenge. You, you, you get the uh, Waking Up app by Sam Harris and you start meditating for 10 minutes. Then you read some affirmations that you have to write yourself, personal affirmations. Then you're going to listen to an audio book. This is the first one we had, Extreme Ownership. Or you're going to read the book, 10 pages of a book or 10 minutes of the audio book. And then you're going to uh, create a vision board where you have a, an actual physical board where you put pictures of things that you want in your life. And then from there, that primes you for the day and then the idea is that you now act like the person that you want to be. So the person that you want to be, if you want to be a flexible person, which is something that we've been talking about this week, flexible people stretch every day. People that aren't flexible say, oh, I can't get flexible. And we say, how much do you stretch? They say, oh, I've tried here and there. Well, that's not what flexible people do. Most importantly, flexible people uh, don't make excuses as to why they can't fit stretching in. They build their lifestyle around being able to stretch every day. And flexible people, unless you started as a kid, they weren't flexible all the time. Like we'd be Absolutely. considered flexible people now. Yep. We weren't flexible five years ago. We weren't. And we made a decision. We said, we're going to do it. And we started doing something that we couldn't do because yep. we wanted to be someone that we weren't. Yeah. Now, I want to just take a step back and talk about what we what, um, address something that um, is really a p poignant. Is that a word? Sure. Poignant? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really important. Yeah, it's word, mate. It's, it's really word. important, <laughs> which is, you know, what we talked about today, having Phil here, just having him on the show, ha him launching his company, him collaborating with um, industry leaders in his profession, us creating this team of just awesomeness that just re reeks awesomeness from word? every every area <laughs> you know <laughs> that none of this is by accident it's all by design and 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 that is um very much in alignment with what we're trying to do here how to achieve big goals in life now i think it was probably about six years ago or five years ago that i said to phil one day i, I we, we're going to work together you know and and at that stage there was no clear path to making that happen you know phil is a very very um switched on physio <laughs> he is he is uh he, look he, he was he got job offers from all over the place you know and the reality was at the time when i said that we were that we were in nowhere near a position to be able to pay him what he's worth you know and so i didn't go shit how can i make this happen by creating more money to be able to give Phil or something like that. I, we got busy making, I increasing our value so that we appealed to him so that he was in a position to go, wow, I want to go work with these guys because I can learn from them or that they can, uh, they, they, they can, you know, the collaboration will be valuable to both parties. I didn't sit there dwelling on the fact that I couldn't uh, offer him a nice enough employment package. You know, this is the way you do it. You don't wish for things and then just hope they're going to happen. You get busy working on them. And what we got busy doing is working on providing a business opportunity for people that is that appealing that you can't say no to. You know, mm. it's, it's all designed. It's all by design. And you guys can do exactly the same thing. You know, we've built our lifestyle around our training. And, you know, people now, it's very easy. You know, I was interviewed yesterday by a business group. And for the very first time ever, someone said to me, wow, you're such an overnight success. You know, you've just cre you've created these insane amounts of success basically from nowhere. And, and I sat there and was like, wow, really? Is that what it looks like? I said, cut off the call and said to Rad, I just got called an overnight success. <laughs> you know, and and my, one of my great mentors, Kerwin Ray, once said, he said to me all the time, whenever I had down days, it takes 10 years to create an overnight success. And that is certainly the case with us, you well, know. Well, the road to success is paved with failure. And I think this is where 
so many people go wrong because you have a goal, you know, and there's this, I'm here, I want to be here, but there's no map to get there. There's no walk this path and you'll get there. Yep. And if there was, then everybody would be doing it. If that was the way that success worked. Yeah. Um, if it was just a matter of going up to someone and saying, hey, I want to be here, I'm here, how do I get there? And they said, well, all you've got to do is do this. Oh, sweet, I'm just going to do that every day. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, the few people that achieve success are the people that become really comfortable with failure. And that's something that I was sitting right next to you when you're on that call and I heard Dan point that out to you. And I was thinking about that, I was reflecting on it on the way home. I, I, really, I really let that sink in and I thought, I, I really spent a lot of time reflecting on that one thing on the way home, um, how much we have become comfortable with failure. Mm. And I remember the time I was thinking about with advertising, I was thinking about the amount of failures that we've had with advertising, the amount of money that we would have seemingly flushed down the toilet to get to where we are. And I was trying to think, how many, how many times have I created an advertising campaign that's failed? And it must be thousands. Mm. It would be in the thousands. And how many times have I created one that succeeded? It'd be less than 10 or 20. Yeah. <laughs> and, the ev and I remember how much the failures hurt at, at, in the early stages. Do you remember how much we used to hurt? We would put so much effort into this Facebook marketing campaign. And five years ago, like Facebook was the golden ticket to your wealth. You know, everybody was raving about how you can use Facebook to make money. And we'd put all this effort into it, like weeks and weeks of work, working around the clock and creating all this collateral. And it flopped. Yep. We spent $1,000 on marketing and we were lucky to make $100 thousand, back from it. 10000 Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it <laughs> hurt. And it, I'm the CFO. And it, <laughs> and, and it hurt so much that you felt that pain and you were like, oh my God. And it took almost, sometimes I remember some of those failures took months to come back from, like yeah. before we even had the confidence to run at it again. And then I thought about what, what is it like now? Yeah. And we fail and that feeling lasts for about I, I, like it's such a minuscule amount of time, it just vaporizes and your mind is immediately onto, okay, what's the next thing? Well, yeah. What are we doing, you know? Failure, like it's, it's one of those things that if you're trying to do something that, you know, hasn't really been done before, like most people will stop after a few of those failures and mm -hmm. they'll they give up and that's what makes what you're doing valuable is that you've, you know, if you're learning from those experiences, if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again mm -hmm. and, you know, not getting any uh, different, then that's not valuable. But learning from those failures and like that's a really valuable experience which makes that, you know, end result just, something that not everyone can do. And yeah. I think that's a... That's yeah. A Who was the guy that made the battery? Was it, te is it Tesla? Nicholas, Nikola Tesla? So. Or Nicholas, yeah. yeah, I think so. In one of the books that I'm reading recently, I think it might be The Obstacle is the Way. Um, he, he talks about how Nicholas Tesla, if that is the guy that made the battery, how he was interviewed after 20 years or something of trying to make a battery. And they said, you know, you're such a failure. You've 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 been trying. You've tried like like on record like ten thousand times. Battery, it's the light globe, and he did design the light globe too. Was it? I thought it was the battery. No, Could have sworn. It. Okay, well, anyway, doesn't matter. Either way, he says, and they say you've you've failed like ten thousand times to make a battery, and he says I'm not a failure. I now know ten thousand ways to not make a battery. <laughs> a and light I'm, globe. A, a light globe. globe or yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know, we'll I know, get, Adam we'll Mulaney. We're going to get to the questions in just a sec. What we want to reinforce here, though, guys, before we start diving into um, people's personal physio questions is that <coughs> success and achieving big goals doesn't come by fluke. It comes by intent, and it comes by the, ve the very first thing that leads you down the path of success is about making that decision to start behaving like the person that you are trying to become, that your, your goals are, you know, and, and, and let's just use something really simple like getting flexible or losing weight or becoming more f athletically fit, you know. 
you got to think about the way that that person behaves. And, and we had, the reason why we really wanted to dive into this topic is because I get a lot of emails from people uh, in response to my daily um, inner circle email that goes out, which is usually the key insight from this show, this recording, this podcast. And it, a lot of it is in the, in the gist of, or in the context of, I can't do A, so I want um, A to come to me. I'm currently at a C level, um, and I want to get to A, so I want to bring A down to my level to make it easier for myself, rather than what do I need to do to level up, to think bigger, to get myself to A, you know? And if you don't start thinking like, okay, I need to be here, so I'm going to think like that person. What does that mean? Okay, it probably means I need to eat a little bit better. It probably means I need, you know, how does that person do it? How do they How do they prepare their food so they don't end up eating junk food all the time? How do they structure their schedule around getting enough exercise? What do they do that stops them from being interrupted? You know, it's a whole different strategy. It's a whole different thought process because most of us have a million excuses as to why we can't do those things. But there's, there's no, you know, that, that person that you're trying to become, it, 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 doesn't, just, it doesn't just happen without ha- being designed by right. nature with intent, you know. And, and you have to make the choice to just make that, um, um, design that. Am I making any sense? Yeah, here? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I can go a step further than that. Hearing you say that, um, I can definitely say with my hand on my heart that we would not be where we are if you didn't become a personal trainer in North Sydney. Because all of this started from some of the clients that you were training when I joined the army that exposed you to what successful people are like. And they started to make you question the way that you were behaving. And then when I got out of the army, you were a different person than when I got in. And I thought, well, shit, if I wanna be in business with my brother, I need to be on his level. And then when, for me, the, the, um, the biggest exposure that I got was when we opened Unity Gym and we started to get uh, personal training clients here that were CEOs and directors of companies. And before that, I'd never been exposed to people that were playing the bigger game before. And I had a, an, an idea in my mind of what these wealthy, successful people were like. And it was so misguided. It was so misplaced. It was this idea of, of, you know, that people were given success, that they were Mm. born with it, you know. But when I met people that were walking the walk, it made me realize, wow, these these people are playing a bigger game. They're playing a bigger game than I am. Yeah, and yeah. it starts here you know, in the yeah. way that they think. Yeah. yeah, I've been really reflecting on luck this week, and I think you know that part of <laughs> success and luck is such a interesting interaction. And and I just want to preface this by saying, like, I definitely don't think I'm successful yet. Um, like, I think there's you know I'm kind of at the beginning of my journey, and I'm, uh, but I'm I've, I'm really excited about the potential trajectory from uh, with the people I'm working with, and I guess just look, like thinking about that luck of being like you know having a mentor who's the one of the highest regarded physios in Australia who's you know, an Olympian physio for 30 years uh, and then working with you guys where I have this platform to reach lots of people that do what I love and and have that kind of, you know, more than just in a little clinic somewhere um, by myself, sort of talking to one person at a time, I get to talk to all you guys, which is amazing. Um, And then this potential uh, work with the giants, like I was thinking, oh man, it's so lucky that I know these guys. But thinking about how you create luck is by turning up and, and doing things that, you know, put you in situations where you can have, um, you know, these sort of opportunities and, and thinking back in it, the, um, 
you know, the reason I, I first worked with the, the physio at the Giants was because I was, you know, playing uh, sport for Australia and I um, was, you know, taking my rehab seriously and I went and sought out, like I got advice on who the best pers- possible person to see was and end up, he was my personal physio for a while. And then that started that interaction. And then, you know, thinking of my, now my mentor with the um, Olympian physio, that came from uh, kind of taking the step further with my thesis and deciding to uh, go and choose to present at a um at a conference the sports medicine australia conference and then take making that decision to reach out to the um person who i was so impressed with doing a presentation and you know then with you guys it came from um yeah working in a little massage place and uh you know when there was the opportunity to come and you know see your place it was like it was i, I felt like just kind of going home and uh you know getting on with my day but you know i thought oh it'd be good to go and you know make the build these interact like build these relationships and you know that started seven years of doing massages for you guys for free so you know i'm definitely <laughs> like <laughs> so right. it, it's, it's kind of all these decisions where it's like you know at the moment i, I just kind of got really struck by how lucky i was this week and i was like you know it, it, it's you know there's just so many times where if i just decided to take the comfortable route or you know do it was easy then um not going to the you know driven out really far to the the giants training grounds worked for basically no money for them to to be in that situation then then i wouldn't be in this place where i have a really exciting sort of trajectory so yeah, it's, it's yeah but you know what i like the the turn that you took on what you just said there because um i'm a believer that i don't like luck i do believe plays a part in it like there are chance meetings that some people get that other people don't that lead to their success and i i, I completely respect that but what i think is really important about what you just said is that you set yourself up to when you have that chance meeting to either make an impression on that person that creates the relationship or to not. And I've had plenty of chance meetings in the past with the right people, but I wasn't the right person and I didn't even show up on their radar. Mm. So you put the work in when there's no sign of reward. And that's definitely what you've done. You, you worked and so that when we first met you, you were head and shoulders above all the other sports masseuses that we'd been to. So for Yanni and me, we're, man, this guy's good. We've got to keep going to him. Mm. But there were other sports masseuses that we'd went to that had more experience than you, but they just didn't have their heart in it. They weren't, I don't know, they just, they just weren't as good. And I was like, man, I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that guy, you know? Yeah. And so, yes, there is, there is that chance meeting thing, but I think as well there's an element of making your own luck, you know? Yeah. You've got to... Yeah, I'm a big believer that, that, that the, um, those interactions only occur when you're when you're making the effort to make to, to make them work you know i don't think that there's a lot to it's got a lot to do with luck i no, do I, yeah I, I, I think like yeah you've got to create your luck by turning up and, and being like receptive to it yeah, yeah if you yeah. just go off and you know yeah definitely put your head down and, and don't sort of you know see these opportunities and it's very easy to have been in those like right places but just yeah but the more right places you can turn up like you know putting the effort into like playing sport for your country and you know work, like work i was at the the place i was working when i first met you guys i was there because i was you know doing a um strength and conditioning course with a, a traveling um uh athlete who you know i really wanted to learn from he was one of the top in, of uh, players in in my sport and so i went there and i got the job and then that's how i met you guys and like if i just decided to you know if i wasn't aiming to be that sort of you know high performing athlete then yeah would never been exactly. that situation yeah, so exactly it's, it really right, comes yeah. from it's like exactly taking right. those giving yourself the opportunity to have the luck. Yeah. Yep. One thing that is, that, that, that's really important that really stuck with me and it's something that I've lived my life off ever since was a conversation I had drinking a glass of red wine at Ivy Pool Bar with Ben Pekulski when he was training for the 2014 Mr. Olympia. He was like the biggest he's ever been. If you've never seen a, an Olympia 
level bodybuilder walk around yeah, at com- competition weight, like 144 kilos, and he's shorter than us. Uh, it was Jeez, just was uh, like giant, an in- incredible um, experience hanging out with this he guy. Wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't have been able to walk through a door front on. He would have had yeah, to turn sideways. Yeah. Seriously, L- that's not even literally. a figure of speech. And so we were sitting at, uh, at at Ivy Pool, and it was quite funny because a friend of mine managed it at the time. Now has Donny's Bar in uh, in Manly, very successful bar. Maddie Clifton, hello. I know you don't watch the show, but anyway, give you a <laughs> shout out. Uh, and uh, and I told him we were coming, and and I anticipated we had I had you know Ben and and another um, f- uh, physique model with us who was travelling in the country. I anticipated that we might get a bit of flack from the security when you bring this huge imposing guy, you know, and so I called them ahead of time and said, hey, I'm bringing a friend of mine who's a professional bodybuilder. Can you just make sure we get in? He, want, he wants to go out. So they gave us a little island in the middle of Ivy Pool and, and you know, we're sitting there and, and it was the first time in four years he'd had an alcoholic drink. And I said, you know, we've got to the gym, uh, the, the pub, the bar, and because I knew everyone there and I'd worked with a lot of them in security and things like that, I got given like 70 drink cards for three of us. <laughs> and I said, fuck, does anyone want to drink? I know you guys don't drink alcohol. And he said, yeah, let's have a, like, give me a Pinot, a red wine or something, you know? And so we're sitting there sipping a red wine and we're talking and I'd just broken up with a long-term girlfriend at the time and I was a little bit down and we were just going deep into that whole process. And he said, man, you know, one thing I've learned in life is Focus on nothing else but making yourself a 10 out of 10 and 10 out of 10s will be attracted to you. And that is everything in life, you know, not just relationships. You know, we've got a quote on the wall now that sort of came from that. um, Be phenomenal and you'll attract phenomenal into your life. And we get so caught up chasing, you know, external, extrinsic goals, um, money, this, that. And what we don't realize is that most of the time the answer is that we have to change. We have to work on ourselves to level up and then those things will become an ab- abundantly uh, um, uh, available to us, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, 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 this sticks for money for me too <clears throat> because I have made copious amounts of money all, um, in different times in my life and never been financially successful, you know? And, uh, and I had to change my programming around how I manage money. Had to change my programming around how I manage health relationships work my career you know to be where we are now and I think that's really important for people to understand yeah start being phenomenal and you'll attract phenomenal yeah in all areas of your life and and if you're in this group you're obviously here for you know health and fitness reasons strength and flexibility Um, you know one of the one of the very the cornerstones of success is is physical health and fitness right like the it's um, it's one of those things that has this cascading effect with everything else. Absolutely. I mean, in extreme ownership, those guys talk about how important it is for them that they start their day with the workout because the workout, um, it not only does it keep you fit and healthy, but it primes you yeah. for having a good work ethic for the whole day. Absolutely. Now, I know that everybody doesn't get the opportunity to work out in the morning, but I- even just doing it daily, you know, just doing keeping yourself fit, keeping yourself healthy, so that when you look in the mirror, you're proud of what you see. You're not looking in the mirror with regret I question what you just said I question what? what you just said I know that not everyone gets the opportunity to work out in the morning you know I've seen um, documentaries about people uh, and I used to train a lot of actors and actors were one of those types of people that they could not choose when they did things if they were working on a project you are on a schedule you get given your shooting schedule and it can be at all sorts of times in the day 
and I used to go through this with people at Link and and other people that I've trained. And um, you know, even Dwayne Johnson's uh, gone on record saying this. Often he has to start shooting at 5 a.m. in the morning because they need that light in the mm, shot. Mm. He still works out at 3:30. Yeah. You know, yeah. he still gets up and does his workout before because he has that mentality grilled into him. How I work out is how I start my day, and that carries through my entire day. Mm -hmm. So I would argue that everyone does have the opportunity to start the day with a workout. They choose not to based on their current comfort. Oh, look at that. A bit of tough love from Yanni. Yeah. I'm normally the one dishing out the tough love, but Yanni's, yeah. Yanni's got it in droves today. So let's, um, let's get Phil to answer this question here. We got, because um, we're running out of time, Adam Meliani has said, I got a question for Phil. I suffered a minor injury in my left shoulder last week. It was hurting for a couple of days, uh, but now I am seeing the pain go away tremendously. For the past week, I've been putting exercises... Uh, for the shoulder and from the shoulder and rehab program into Monday and Thursday workout, I am really seeing the pain go away. Is it safe to go back to Monday and Thursday workout next week? Um, yep, just my usual caveat of like <laughs> I can't give you specific advice, but I can give you ways to sort of think about this. And I think you've gone about it in a really good way, and that you've you know gone to the shoulder rehab program, which. Um, yeah, if, if you're doing that and you're seeing improvement, you're not feeling the pain, you're feeling like the trajectory is pretty good with it, everything's feeling a whole lot better, then that, you know, is sort of, a, and you've said it's sort of a minor injury, um, then that's a pretty good sign that things are heading in the right direction. And um, it's one of those things that you can kind of just play around with and see if it, if the trajectory is still good doing the regular workout, then do that. Um, and if it sort of, you know, isn't like, catch it early like if it isn't feeling great then back it off a little bit um but yeah it might be worth if you're doing the phase two live workouts at the moment even just taking it back a step to phase one just for those um for those two days just to just make it that little bit easier that's a way yeah. of doing it or subbing in um some of the similar uh exercises from the rehab program so instead of doing um so think about the vertical push-pull movements you can do from that rehab program in replacement of those um, on the first two days. Um, with, in terms of like the, um, when you should definitely go and see a physio or go and see someone. I actually did a little episode um, yesterday on red flag, red flag signs, um, which is basically those symptoms that we're always asking all these questions about your health and all these, you know, things that might seem a bit irrelevant and strange, but I did a little episode just talking about those and, and how to sort of know when to go and uh, definitely see a medical professional about uh, what's going on. I don't think this is very relevant to you. You said it's a little minor injury that, you know, has uh, gone away pretty quickly. Um, but I wanted to put that out there because at the moment it's been interesting. My partner's an emergency doctor and it was super quiet um, in the emergency department for um, the weeks when you know, the coronavirus really kicked off. But now it's become really, really busy because all the people who usually would be going to see a doctor and getting uh, symptoms sort of screened and, and you know, getting uh, issues dealt with early have now not gone and seen a doctor. So suddenly they're coming in and they're you know, that much more serious because things have been left. So I did a little episode yesterday talking about uh, those kind of signs and symptoms to look out for in your own health to think, okay, maybe I should go and um, just get things checked. And just to be really clear, I'm not trying to scare people. Um, like. It, if you have one of these things, it doesn't mean you necessarily have something really wrong with you, but they're generally the signs just to go and get things checked out before you, um, you know, go on by yourself in this sort of uh, home isolation time. Yep, yep absolutely. It's a great cool. question that's just come through from um, Aidan Potts. Uh, very quickly, guys, Lee Clements, good decisions lead to luck. Yeah, look, I mean, what, is, what do people say? Luck is a, um, a mix of... Um, 
uh, hard work and uh, opportunity or something like that? Or uh, No fate, but what we make for ourselves. <laughs> Sarah Connor. Come on. Um, Matroni, <laughs> no fear of failure. Embrace the journey as a learning experience. Yeah, look, I, I've got to the point now where I don't fail. I either win or I learn. You know, uh, it's and that, that's the reality. Like, if, mm -hmm. as long as you're you're perceptive and conscious enough to see the lessons in your failures, then you can't fail. You win or you learn. Yeah. You know. Yep. So Aidan Potts is saying, "Hey guys, was wondering about scapular winging, and is it something everyone should be trying to fix? I've seen some people say it's a non-issue, but it seems to be dysfunctional scapular movement. Love to hear your thoughts. My thoughts are, I don't think it's every something that everyone should be trying to fix. It um, just depends on what it's like. Yanni and I were talking about this recently. Um, we've got a video. It's one of our most popular videos on YouTube. If you click on the Unity Gym page on YouTube, it, it's one of the top five videos there on scapular winging, which is a really good general strategy for fixing scapular winging." And, but honestly, if you do the UMS and you stick to it properly, just, just by um, doing the bent arm and straight arm strength movements, and if you learn how to control your scapula properly, um, it fixes a lot of scapular winging issues on its own. And then you can use that YouTube video um, to go a little bit deeper if you want to. Phil, thoughts? Um, yeah, I think you're spot on there. Um, I think a lot of people get really hung up on um, <coughs> trying to, I guess, find, like when you, when you only think about scapular, winging you're not thinking about how your shoulders are functioning as a whole and i think if you've got functional shoulders that you know you can um you are able to go through the unity workouts where you've got this you know uh balance of push and pull vertical and horizontal like if you're able to do all those movements you know without pain and without issues and um like it's, it's more about the function than having like a particular thing that's happening with your scapula so I think people get a bit hooked on just trying to find things and fix them without thinking about like how your shoulders are functioning as, as a whole. And mm -hmm. I think if you have the balanced program um, and you're doing the technique really well, then if you do have issues there, then they will resolve. Um, so I think it can just be a bit tempting to get a bit hung up on the thing with the UMS program and at least the way we train and the way any really good strength coach will train, I know um, Sebastian Orob does this too, you do a combination of movements that are really dragging the scapula under load through their full ranges of movement and then you do a combination of movements where you're learning to set the scapula and hold it in an isometric load whilst you move like on the barbell bench press or the barbell overhead press and as long as you're doing a combination of those two, then you you're going to strengthen the muscles that are weak. Like usually, it's two and reasons why scapular, scapular push-ups. Yeah, and stuff that's like right. That as well. well, that's the moving the scapula. Yeah. You know, mm. there's two reasons why you have scapular winging. One is usually because there's a weakness in the um, the, the stabilizer muscles in the shoulder, the levator scapula, things like that. The other is that you've gotten damaged the dorsal scapular nerve from like a trauma. Very common is whiplash from a car accident or something like that. And if you've had like a severe trauma that's damaged the dorsal sca scapular nerve. Long thoracic, long thoracic nerve. nerve, sorry, long thoracic nerve. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we got one. Phil here. <laughs> I love um, the long thoracic uh, If you've had d tr damage to that, then yeah, some some um, evidence shows that like surgery can fix it, but you know, it's very rare. It's very rare that we come across that sort of thing. Most yeah. of the time, it's just general weakness, and if it's just general weakness, then just learning to take your body through that range of movement in all planes, so elevation, depression, retraction, protraction, and then also learning how to set the scapula for doing the big heavy lifts is going to fix the problem over time, right? Yeah, which is, um, I, I, Aiden's just said here, thanks for the consultation um, the other day. So we were actually, um, did an online consultation the other day and we were having a look at some shoulder stuff and um, what he said there, the active hangs in the morning is, is what I've talked to him about 
uh, to help with shoulder positioning. And I think that's just a really good one for you guys out there. Whenever you're about to, I, I like to do it just before any um, upper body workout. Um, and even for deadlifts and, and squats as well, it's a really good one to get the shoulders in, in place. But if you think about doing an active hang where you bring your, shul- um, you bring your sternum up as if it's on a piece of string, and then bring, draw your uh, shoulders away from your ears, that puts you in that really good position for you pushing and you're pulling vertical and horizontal. So that's a really good little um, tip just to try and if you, you're thinking like, oh, I do the you know push and pull and whatever, but um, you're not quite getting that shoulder positioning right. I think the, there's no better way than the active hang to really uh, get you give you that feeling of what you're aiming for while you're doing your, yeah. your yeah. movements. Awesome. And I, I tried personally... I tried for 10 years trying to fix specific issues in my body that I was so hung up on, like, you know, how can I make this work better? And none of it actually got better until we created the UMS. And I just started training flexibility and strength, doing balance between pushing and pulling movements. And then all the things just sort of started to go away, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, guys, we're out of time. Um, So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. If you are ready to go to the next level and you want to become a flexible person, the best chance you're going to get for the next couple of months is to get our Mobility Masterclass at a heavily discounted price, which is going to be going live very, very soon today. Yeah, guys. And if you are if you are tuning in on the podcast uh, or on the YouTube channel, the only way you get access to these flash sales is if you join either our mailing list uh, or if you join that UMS Movement Mastermind. So make sure if you're on the podcast, jump over to Facebook, search for UMS Movement Mastermind, join the group. Everyone's welcome. It's free to join. And same with There's if you're a link in the YouTube. description on the podcast. So yeah. just click and, on it. And the only guaranteed way to get it is to be in the UMS Movement Mastermind, considering what the low open rate of emails is these days from yeah, anyone. That's right. Like, uh, that's just the yeah. way that the email works these days, like spam filters and people just doing mass deleting and things like that. Yep. So get in the UMS Movement Mastermind. It's uh, on Facebook. It's the best way to stay in touch. And you can jump on just like Aiden and uh, the guys today and, and ask questions and, ask and questions interact questions, with yeah. us on these live streams. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, Phil, for coming in again, brother. It's great to see you. Great as to be always. here. Very excited. Next week, we're going to have the table. We're, uh, despite how many of you love seeing our legs here, yeah. uh, they're going to be back under the table next week, which and is very exciting. And we're going to have new mics, right? Yeah. We're going to have new mics, everything. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome, guys. Have, have a great a weekend. Um, see you soon. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.